Samson. And listen to what it says, verse 13. Then some men, illiterate Jews, exercised, exorcists, undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul proclaims. They're seeing him to go around thinking, hey, this is going to happen. We should start doing what Jesus told to do. Listen to what the demons say. Seven sons of the Jewish high priest named
Jericho chapter 9, the king of Jericho said to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who come to you, who entered through the house, for they have come to search out the land. Verse 4, But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, True, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. And when the gate was about to be closed in the dark, the men went out. I do not know where they went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. Verse 6, But she had brought them up into the roof and hid them in the sack of flax. There she laid in order. There she had them laid in ornament on the roof. So the men pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the gorge. And the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone out. Before the man lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to them, Listen to this. This is what she says to them. A Gentile woman, a pagan prostitute. This is what she says to them. I'll say it again. A Gentile woman, a pagan prostitute. There wasn't internet back then. It wasn't invented until... Christmas Eve when I was three, 
redundant, bullet-proof device by Jim Gonzalez. Providing income for my sister and me, mother had a bunch of work done to her house. As soon as I was old enough, I, too, looked around for ways to earn money. Radio was just coming into its own. By age nine, I was making cigar boxes to hold a Christmas set that I was selling for a dollar. A few years later, I took part in the seventh grade class play presented over Tulsa, Oklahoma's Indio All Radio. After that, I spent every spare minute hanging around that studio. Finally, they put me on the payroll. When I was 14 years old, I did everything from sweeping to writing for nurses with a little announcing on the side. I kept remembering what one of my teachers had said to me. Young man, in this wonderful land of ours, any man willing to stay on his toes can preach to the stars. Radio became my star. At 17, I did everything on local stations from Celine Campus. Then came the jobs at Oklahoma City and St. Louis. In St. Louis on Knox Radio, I met a lovely girl who would do an educational program. We were married. She's been the angel. That's what I call her. She's my lighter. Together we worked hard. By 1945, I had my own news network program. By 1968, I was on television doing newspaper columns for Congress. Seemingly, I had achieved everything for which a man could ask. Everything.
assume and to minister that most of you here this morning have already made this commitment, but the giving of your life to Jesus is just the first step in your life as a Christian. There's another step, baptism. The way Jesus experienced, by immersion in water, this becomes the outward expression of your inward commitment. This baptism you continue through the symbolic burial of your old self and the resurrection of your new one is your public testimony of your commitment to Christ. In accordance with what it is that Jesus has been calling you to ever since. There's no magic in the water, he added. One's immersion is simply an act of obedience, a sign of total submission to God, evidence of faith and gratefulness. Twisted in my chair, new understanding discomforted me. Long ago I had asked to be saved, but I had offered myself up for service to God. I began to realize how much of me I had been holding back. I thought of my prayer time each morning driving from Chicago Studios at 4.30 in the morning, often on a dark desert highway, and seemed to hear God's plan for the day. But the time was halfway through, or by the time I was halfway through, downtown on Arthur Anderson, making it to East 257, and bending incorrectly. The whisper was forcing my uneasiness, the inconsistency within me, now the minister was looking over his spectacles at the congregation. If anyone here agrees with me about the importance of this and wants to be baptized, step up here and join me beside the pulpit. I found myself on my feet, down the aisle, I am not. The preacher had said there was nothing magic in the water, yet I descended into the depths and rose again, and I knew something life-changing had happened, a cleansing from the inside out. No longer did there seem to be two uncertain contradictory people, this one immensely happy one. I felt the fulfilling surge of the Holy Spirit. Afterwards, I cried like a baby. Kind of a release, I suppose. I remember looking at Angel, and her eyes were shut. She knew well what this meant for me, for she had been blessed with the same experience as a little girl. The evolving joy has been escalating. Yesterday, I was praying for guidance and not really meaning it. Today, the difference is is in the genuine desire to know what he wants and his eagerness to do as he says. Evidence of my faith. Though I learned John 3.16 early in my life, it took me many, many years to learn John 14.15. If you love me, keep my commandments. The Christian life is one of obedience, not perfectness. Sometimes I see a similar eagerness in the faces of young people caught up in the world. Jesus knew this and brought it to bear. I can identify with this joyous expression as they rise up out of the water after being baptized. I see their increasing number of baptisms as irrefutable evidence that the Holy Spirit is everywhere and indeed is inviting. It's changing for good all those he touches. The change, the simple act, has made my life so immense as to be indescribable. Since totally yielding to him through the symbolism of water baptism, my heart began to stop singing. I've shaken off a long life, a lifelong habit of fretting over the small things, and a thousand little worries and apprehensions have, have simply evaporated. All such an act of baptism, such a public act, because one's dignity gets drenched with one's body, does. I discovered a new unselfish consciousness while talking about my faith. 
us necessary for salvation. My heart swelled with joy and my knees surrendered, and I thought, how wonderful if there is no more than what the unbelievers believe, a sort of self-hypnosis which nevertheless affords an inner peace which passes all understanding. And if this is what believers believe, then we have all of this beauty that God created in heaven too. My name is Paul Harvey.
saying, James, James is saying that you're quite wrong. Stop arguing. God is one. Totally missing the point here. Thank you. 